Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I'm your host and game master, Aaron. This show is a passion project for the girls, and they were very excited to get started on it. As a result, these early episodes were recorded before we had a sense of what our best way to record would be. The first six episodes do serve as a prelude to the adventure path we'll be playing. So, if the audio quality bugs you, go ahead and jump in at episode 7, where we start the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. We got a handle on our recording around episode 6, and we promise it will only get better from there. In the meantime, let's go ahead and jump in. Something Something Dragons Episode 2, Lightning. Greetings and welcome to the second episode of the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories project. I am your host and game master, Aaron Einhorn. With me today are our four players, who we'll introduce in a moment. We're going to be playing Pathfinder 1st Edition from Paizo Publishing. This group of players and characters is going to be playing the Carrion Crown Adventure Path, but we're starting here with a series of six linked quests that were released for Pathfinder Society play. These quests are going to serve as backstory for the characters and establish their relationship with Professor Lorimore when we begin the Adventure Path. Now you may be asking yourself how playing a Pathfinder Adventure Path fits into the mission of the Untold Stories Project. Since fantasy role-playing games, especially those games that descend from Dungeons & Dragons, are probably the most played games in gaming. In our case, what is untold is who will be telling the stories, because our players are all teenage girls who are entering their last year of middle school. Say hello, heroes! Hello! 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 Because of privacy concerns, we're going to be refraining from using our players' real names on this podcast, and when we're not referring to them by character names, we'll simply be using the nicknames Red, Blue, Green, and Yellow which, coincidentally, matched the color of their tokens in Roll20, which is how we are playing our game, because we live in a post-COVID world. Now, if each of our heroes will introduce their characters again, if you could just tell us your color, your character name, and their race and class, that would be fantastic. Alright, can I start that? Go ahead, Blue. Alright, so, So, as as you just just heard, heard, um, I'm Blue. Blue. Also, Also, my character is named named Talia. Talia. She She is a a Gathling. Which, which is, is basically, basically a fate, and, and she's, she's an oracle. oracle. Okay. I mean, I, I can go, go next. Go right ahead. <laughs> I am Green, is my nickname, I guess. My character is Eklund. He is a first-level shifter, and he is an Orient, meaning he is half-Earth elemental. All right. Nice. I am Red. My character is Azatha who is a Nagashi sorcerer. And to keep people from freaking out about her, Nagashi usually wears a hat of disguise, which makes her look human. Yay! And uh, hi, I'm I'm yellow, and what order were we doing these in again? (laughs) No order. Name, race, and class. Okay, uh, my character name is Aliris. I am a Kitsune, and I am a rogue. Right. Um, 
can I, can I if, if we're doing if we're mentioning the thing about Azatha having the hat, I want to mention that to hide his uh crystal hair and solid emeralds for eyes, Eklund wears something like a head scarf and sunglasses, both of which he has stolen. Okay. I don't hide anything. I am a proud little thing. So one last message before we get started. The world of Galarian is one where people come in all shapes, sizes, sexual identities, and colors. And that is a message that we should all be able to get behind. At the Untold Stories Project, we believe that Black Lives Matter, and we stand against oppression and inequality. <laughs> when last we saw our heroes, they had just finished up dealing with a haunted inn in the town of Dunhob in Ustalov. They had been sent there by their associate, Professor Petros Lorimore, who had asked them to investigate and find out what they could, what they could about the hauntings and going-ons there, uh, specifically in relations to how it re related to the disappearance of Lady Illa Regard. Lady Illa Regard was a spiritualist who had vanished some 40 years ago. They had gone into the inn. They had found that there was a haunted presence there. They got a rather disturbing harrowing reading, harrow reading from that presence, which at the end of it, the, the image vanished and they were attacked by a group of beheaded, one of which was flaming. They also found the body of the previous adventurer who had decided to examine it. And after they took care of all of the ill going ons, they did uh, bury the poor man's body. Because they're not savages. Because they're, they're not savages. Following the cleanup, they also discovered a harrow deck, which presumably belonged to a Lady Illarigard, which is currently in Talia's possession, I believe. I was the chaotic person who got the reading, and I will be the chaotic person who holds onto the deck. They <laughs> they gave uh, they sent word back to Professor Lorimore, letting them know about what happened. And a few days later, they received a new message from him, which I will share with them now, and will read to all of you uh, who are listening. The letter from Professor Lorimore reads as follows: Greetings. I hope you all enjoy the fresh air, because I need your skills to protect me in the wilderness tonight. As you may know, strange red lightning often strikes in the foothills near Lantern Lake, and my tools indicate that another strike is due this very evening. I'm told this lightning leaves behind ectoplasmic residue, so, I would like to collect a few samples in my new ectoplasm field containers before it all evaporates. Hopefully, this will provide us with more insights into the strange phenomena of this region. I have attached a map to a local hilltop where I would like to meet. The hills should be close to the next lightning strike, but hopefully not too close. I'm sure it will all be fine. Professor Lorimore. Wait, 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 wait. Ectoplasm? That, that only means ghosts, right? The it ghosts does are. indeed. I'm going to guess ghosts, but the lightning makes me think either elementals or astropomancers, like storm magicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like ghosts. I mean, they're okay, I guess. No, they're awful. 
As long as they're not hostile, I don't mind them. I mean, that's the thing. At least in D&D, ghosts can be any alignment. If it's a true ghost, it can be literally any alignment. Oh, sure, but... And ghosts can be good for us. Listen, I'm not exactly the mood to go telling you all my life story, but I don't like ghosts. I thought the professor knew this. You know, if I think about it a certain way, like... If I were a ghost and everyone was scared of me, I wouldn't like that. You know? Listen, I've had my run- I've had a few run-ins with some mischievous ghosts. Ah, uh, yes. I don't exactly like them. Oh, hey, I had- Eklund's mindset on this whole thing is, yay, I get to be in the woods. Sorry, wait, <laughs> Eklund? Yeah. Uh, I've decided that Egghead is too much a mouthful, so I will not call you Egghead anymore. Instead, I will just call you Egg. Uh, look, guys, I don't like this. I'll come along, but even then, I don't know why he chose me to protect him. I don't fight. No, it's okay. Like I'm not gonna let anything hurt you. You're too nice. Oh, thank you. I don't like ghosts, though. Uh, you're my new human shield, guess what? You're like- <laughs> I'm not a human, though. In our in my D and D game with my family, you're like I have a character named Skatone, and even though he's an I mean he you're not a pain in the butt. Skatone is he's a brat, but my mom's character took this liking to him, and now she basically uses herself as a dwarf shield for him. He, he's a gnome, and he's like he he always gets himself nearly killed in every fight, so she started to like protect him. It's kind of cute. Listen, right. what do you mean you're not a human? You look I'm human? not a human. I am a kitsune. Uh, a what? A kitsune. What the heck is that? Wait a sec. I might have heard rumors. There's a lot of rumors. Um, if you would like to know what know. you might know about kitsune, Blue, you can go ahead and give me a knowledge local check. I don't know if I have that. Oh, I do. Let's see if it rolls. No, I have no idea. With a rumors. six on your knowledge local check. You have absolutely no clue. You've never heard anything about Kitsune. What the frig is a Kitsune? Eklund doesn't care at all. Well, I do. He's just, he's just he's sitting in the back. Um, he's sitting in the back carving in his quarterstaff with his claw to keep it sharp. <laughs> I kind of cast a um a suspicious glance at um what's what's your name again? Uh, Elrith. Um, my species, which you will think I'm human, but my species is doesn't trust the kitsune. Yeah. Oh. Well, that would be interesting. What is a kitsune? What? What's a kitsune? Oh. Well, it's kind of like a fox person. Well, that's cool. We'll find shapeshifter or something, something. You know? Fine. Oh, my we we get moving. All right, so you make your way to the hill near the Lantern Lake where the professor asked you to meet. Tonight, the sky is clear, the stars are out, which means that there is ample light to see. You see a blackened hilltop that uh, Professor Lorimer marked on the map. There is a scorched crater which sits at the summit of the hill, surrounded by a ring of ripped up earth. Within the earth, you see agonized faces and grasping hands which are formed in the dirt around the crater, as if the ground itself were once alive and in great pain. There, there are small shrubs with short red thorns scattered across the hill. And oblivious to all of this, you see Professor Lorimore 
walking around the hilltop, making, muttering to himself, making notes in a notebook as he goes around, checking his instruments. As he notices, as he notices you, he calls out to you. Ah, greetings. Good to see that you've arrived. Um, make yourselves comfortable because the next strike shouldn't occur for a little while yet. Uh, in the meantime, do, do let me know if you have any questions. I do have a question. Oh, go ahead. Yes. What did I do to you? What do you mean? You've always been one of my favorite students. Well, why are you making me deal with ghosts? <laughs> I thought you knew I hated them. Well, the only way that you're ever going to overcome your issues with ghosts is to learn more about them. Eklund bends down toward one of the hands. He doesn't touch it, but he looks at it and like the face that is nearby and asks it if it's okay in Terran to see if it will respond. The ground does not respond. What are you doing, Meg? <laughs> are you talking to the ground like a crazy person? He, he goes, in many places, the ground will respond to you. You just have to bother enough to listen. You're a strange egg. <laughs> he, goes, he, goes, um, he goes, sleep with one eye open tonight, Fox. That's um, kind of hard, but okay, if you say so. <laughs> and it's Kitsune, not Fox. I'm not a human, I'm not a fox, I am hey, a kitten. You're gonna call him Ed, he's gonna call you Fox. I can, okay, that's I it. ship it. See you around, Ed. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> two seconds in, we already have a ship. Eklund. <laughs> this is not two seconds. Oh, wait, you said sessions. Two sessions. Eklund, or for that matter, anyone who has survival. Go ahead and give me a survival check as you are looking at this hilltop. Hold on, do I have that? No idea. Hold on, it's going to take a while to get my character sheet open. I forgot all the things. No problem. Okay, roll survival. I don't have that. Roll survival is something you don't normally want to miss. I I am uh, just... uh, What I'm doing is looking at the professor with just this look of betrayal. Like, why? Um, Why? So, guys, for the purposes of the... uh, of our listening audience, when you roll a die roll, don't just roll it and roll 20. Go ahead and tell me what you rolled. Seventeen. I have a okay. 10, so yes, I'm just looking at the professor who betrayed. Okay, um, actually, a 10 is enough. Oh. So both of you can tell that wildlife, like in terms of animals, just don't ever come here. That's right. Excuse me? Yes. I was looking at the picture of Lorimore that you sh- that, that that that's here. Yes. And um, before I opened it, I thought that was his entire body, but that's just his head. And I thought that he is was just really his head. Or something. That would be an extremely disturbing image if that was his entire body. I, I didn't think that was uh, him. That didn't. That's not how I was imagining him. I was imagining this like frail little like old guy with like glasses. Wait, and what does he look like? I was thinking not- like. That one guy from the, what is it, the Luigi Mansion, like the little dude, you know? I was imagining Robbie from Legend of Zelda. Well, that's why I gave you guys an image, so that you would have a... Where is it? It's in your, uh, it is in your journal. Uh, You should see Petros Lorimore. He's old. He is old. What was I expecting? Younger than I thought. I was picturing him like Robbie from uh, Zelda, who was like 120 years old, three feet tall, and his glasses are bigger than his, like, each of his glasses lenses is bigger than his mouth. 
He, right. is, he does look younger than I thought he would. He, he looks like he has a high charisma, that's what. How tall is he? He's about 5 foot 10. He's taller than oh, Wow, he's taller than that. You're lying. The minute, okay, the minute Eklund realizes how tall he is, he immediately walks as high on the hill as he deems safe, just so he can be taller. <laughs> <laughs> I will fly I over Alright, like, guys, 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 slow down. You're talking over each other, and no one can hear anyone. Right, so. sorry. I'm just gonna fly over Eklund's head just to annoy him, because he cannot fly. Okay. Excuse me, guys. If this place has lightning, maybe you shouldn't be that high up. You fight me. That and is a bad that idea. Is, that he mutters something rather rude under his breath, and Taryn, you catch the name Talia in it. <laughs> that that is, in fact, a a a a a a a a wonderful point. Uh, it it may not be wise to go be too high in the air. Uh, just, I'll, I'll fly to still just be like right over Eklund's shoulder, so I'm still taller. Now, Eklund begins looking back at the faces, pointedly ignoring Talia. Yay! <laughs> I kind of just glance around in that, and is like, well, this isn't creepy at all, sarcastically. Are those faces giving you the willy's egg? I'm gonna poke Eklund. You mean uh, egg. Speaking okay. of things being creepy, anyone who has it can also give me a knowledge religion check. I actually have that. I'm good at that. I yeah, want to mention that, Talia, when you poke Eklund, he spins around. Uh, he spins around and nearly knocks you out of the air with his quarterstaff because he's so jumpy right now. Hey, what I have happened? religion, but I have no bonus. Let's see how this goes. Oh, sorry. Wow. Seven. Seven. So okay. that's why I think I failed my religion. All 17 so far. I know why I failed my religion because Eklund almost knocked me out of the air, and that's not cool. Yep. You okay, Talia? No! That's me! All right. So yeah, there's definitely just a uneasy air around this place. It's a little creepy, like you said. So the professor looks at you and says, "So wait, I got a seventeen. Does that count for anything?" Not high enough. <laughs> the plan that I have is uh, when the lightning strikes, we will hurry over to the strike crater. Uh, you four will protect me on the way and make sure that the site is safe when we arrive. Uh, when you give the all clear, I will use my ectoplasm containers to gather some samples from the crater. And after that, we can all head back to our uh, our nice warm beds elsewhere. <laughs> Eklund manifests his claws, and you hear him mutter something about soft humans need a bed. Egg. I have another question, Professor. Yes, yes, of course. Why do you think I can defend you? Well, you can heal anyone if anyone gets hurt. Right, that's fair. I can't. Oh, and and and, and Talia, you're 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 good moral support. Of course you. Yeah, of course you. Please don't bring candles perhaps, at me. Perhaps that that will uh that that will be come in handy. Did I tell um, you the story of how I got a horseshoe, Professor? Oh, please, please. A lady threw it at me. She she was mean, but is, is, I got the horseshoe. Is that all? Uh, well, uh, it was when we went to go investigate your uh, the, the, the tavern. Ah. They didn't like me, so she threw a horseshoe at me. I dodged it and threw <laughs> it back, only to get it back. Nice. <laughs> what are all those sounds? Uh, the chat. People making oh, comments chat. in the chat. Okay. Yeah, roll twenty makes noises when you chat. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. of course it does. She's gonna poke Eklund with a candle now. <laughs> Eklund turns around and smacks it down the hill. He's so jumpy. Whoa, Eklund's chill. 
Um, does poking someone with a candle and having them smack it out of your hand count as dropping it? No. Alright. Then poke him again with another candle. I have 13 of these, listen. He, he snatches it out of your hand and just cuts it into pieces with his claws. He just goes, STOP ANNOYING ME! No, she's Christ. She's like, you can annoy me if you want, Talia. Just leave Egg alone, okay? He's really jumpy right now. Well, I'm gonna go fly down and grab my candle that he didn't cut to shreds. Now I don't have 13, and that makes me sad. So well, you threw one of them at me in the tavern, and I don't remember if you picked that one up or not, did you? Of course I picked it up. I'm not a fool. He puts the, he puts the pile of wax uh, in, in his pocket. I'm gonna mark that on my sheet as potential future wax sculpture, because that's what I imagine him using it for. Delicious eggs. I'm you kidding. have no other use for wax. I meant to say wax. Delicious wax. But I was thinking about eggs at the moment. She mumbles something in Sylvan. Dang it. That you catch the name Eklund in. <laughs> if any of you speak, so then I don't know if you do. What he could, he had a higher intelligence, but no, he can't. What you hear is basically stupid Eklund being a jerk. Hey, Eklund? Hmm. I'm getting tired of calling you Egg, so I'm gonna go back to Egghead, okay? <laughs> Alright, Fox. Guess what, Egg? You got another person calling you it. Wait, right. wait, so we are calling him Egg, or are we not? People are confused. You're, you're gonna be Fox and Buzz to him until you stop nicknaming him. You guys are gonna be Fox and Buzz. I have, like, leaf wind. Okay, then never mind, let me think. Sparkles, you'll be Sparkles now. <laughs> I quite like that nickname. I'm trying just... Just trying to ignore you all. I'm standing near Professor Lormore, surveying the area. Okay. Azatha, you can give me either a Knowledge Arcana or a Sense Motive check. Um, I'll do Knowledge Arcana. I rolled a 19. Whoa. A 19. <laughs> um, so, Azatha, you, while you're, you know, staying near the Professor, looking over things... You get just a sense that there are angry spirits that infect the ground. You kind of feel like this whole area might be a haunt. Oh god, it's desecrated, isn't it? No. I don't know what that means, but I can tell it's not good. (laughs) It means ghosts. Yep. Uh, yeah, that that makes sense. Holly, are you okay? I know you don't oh. like ghosts. No, no, I don't. I really don't. Can I leave? Okay, well, just no. we really do. Wait, wait. And with that, there is a crack of foom as red lightning strikes a grove of trees near the top of the hill. Holy! Um, Edwin manifests his claws and pulls out his corner staff and swears in terror. And, and Lorimore says, This is it! And he hurries off. And let me go ahead and take you to the map. Professor! I will fly after him. Hey guys, is it just me or does Red Lightning sound like the name of a racehorse? Actually, it does. Or a band. I think Red Lightning did that once. Alright, so you guys are all on the map. Wow, a plan. And you should see part of the forest, depending on how much light you currently have available to you. I can see all of it. Yep, I can see most of it. Yep. All of it? Like, all the way to the edge most of the map? Of it. Me too. Most of it, sorry. Most of it. 
Okay, I guess I should. Not the very down edge of the map, but you know. I yeah, I'm going in circles. All right. Um, oh yeah, me too. So uh, as you enter the area, within the trees, you should see a red glow. Yes. There are what sounds like screams coming from somewhere inside those trees. There is the smell of ozone heavy in the air, and crackling bits of electricity jump from one plant to another. Um, and Professor Lormore says, well, well, yes, that, right there, I believe that's where we wish to go. I think we need to stay away from the trees or plants, because... Professor yeah. Eklund, Eklund moves about right there just to sort of get away from the get away from the area where the plants like close around. He wants about five feet from any electric jumping plant. Okay. I think this is exactly where I don't want to be, Professor. No, no, this is this is what we need. Sorry, what was that? Oh, am I allowed to summon a magic missile to have ready? No. You have to cast that during a combat turn, but you can definitely My have the spell like, ready. Eklund turns to Talia, and in a rare moment of not quite weakness, but like compassion, he just um, he goes, "I'll get you out of here alive." Even if yeah, he, he just goes, "We'll get you out of here alive." All right. So I'm gonna go, before before we go any further, I'm gonna go ahead and put us into combat rounds. Just so that oh. we can keep track of where everyone's going and how far they're moving and all of those things. So if everyone would be so kind as to roll initiative. Yeah. I have rolled above like a five. I didn't, I didn't click the token thing. That's fine. But I got a five, so I'd rather like... Let's get the professors ready. Cause we're Do you want to hear a joke? Yeah, sure. Okay, so... What does a really outgoing half-horse person strive to be? What? The centaur of attention. <laughs> Very funny. Um, yeah, yeah, red helped me with that one. Yellow, I still need you to roll initiative. I was working on that one. I was having a hard time finding it. Nope. I'm not trusting a word of this keep track where everyone is thing. I'm pretty sure we're rolling initiative for combat. <laughs> I'm just going to put right. that out there that I'm 90% sure Yellow has, has something to do with whatever's over here. Alright, so, Aliris has a 10, Talia has a 9, Eklin has a 5, Azatha has a 4, and the Professor managed to roll an 18 on initiative, which is fantastic. So, um, I have a 5, let's be honest. He's going to go first, and he will move that far this turn. That takes us to, to Aliris. From where I am right now, because I'm kind of ahead of everyone. Yep. It made sense to me that while everyone else was talking, you would go ahead and start scouting out. You are that kind of person. <laughs> yes. How much can I move? Uh, so you can move 30 feet in one action, which is six squares. Okay, so... is 10 feet. Yeah, don't use I the measure. I don't know how to do red arrow things. How do people do that? Um, there is an arrow tool, but the problem with the arrow tool is it draws a straight line movement is based on squares so just count the number of squares you're moving through because moving diagonally does count as two squares although there is one way you can do it which is if you right click you can then turn it so yeah but don't worry about that right now okay so just 
Okay. Illyris, could you roll a perception or, if you have it, knowledge nature or survival? Anyway. I don't have survival that much, I know, but I will check my character sheet for... What were those two things again? Knowledge, knowledge nature. nature or perception, which everyone can roll perception even if you have no bonus. I'll check. I don't have any knowledge um, nature, but I'll roll perception. Okay. And that's a 13. Okay. So nothing jumps out at you that you noticed. Um, that takes us to Talia. There's a green plant there. Yeah, right, right here. And then there's like a brown one. Yeah, just different types of shrubbery. Fine. Talia, oh, gotcha. There's shrubbery. <laughs> it's a shrubbery. Because you can move 40. Because you 40 can move Okay. Um, and oh, how can I look around? Sure, you can look around. Actually, can I look for ghosts? Sure, you can give me a knowledge reli religion check. Yay! Good rule! Which was? 21. All right. Above a a. With a 21, I will tell you that you can see that the ground about 10 feet in front of you and going from there towards the red glow is all starting to writhe and move and you can see that the thorns are starting to almost start to come together. Oh, great. Oh, uh, Professor? Is there anything I can do on my turn to make it so that um, I'm ready for combat? Like, I don't have to start flat-footed. Like, can I ready myself somehow? None of you will be flat-footed at this after you've taken your first action, so. I'm going to point this out. Like, Professor, is, is this what we want to happen? I'm going to point out what I'm seeing. Not certain. You, right. you don't know what we wanted? Well, we want the ectoplasm. Oh, she's panicking. She's panicking now. <laughs> Eklund? Oh. Um, Eklund, you're up. Okay. Uh, moving diagonal is 10, right? Yes. Um, and I, I only have 20 feet. Can I, take, can I do, like, a run thing so I can move more than 20 feet? Well, you could double move and not take any other action. Or you can run, which is uh, four times your normal movement. However, that essentially means that you are foregoing any attempts of being ready. So you would then be flat-footed again at the end of this turn. No, I mean double move. Like Yes, then I you can definitely move. double move. I want to get close to Talia. You That's can definitely yeah. double move. I see her panicking and I want to get over there and be like, it's going to be okay because I don't want a panicking ally. Yep, you can definitely double move. You see, that's my secret. Which, mean, which would mean I can move over here. That's yep. as far as I can move, but... So I get I get over there, and I, I just kind of, like, grab her by the arm, and I just I was like, don't panic. It's going to be all right. All right. See, that's my secret. I always... I'm always panicking. Mazatha, <laughs> <laughs> you're up. Aren't we all? <laughs> all right. I will move as close as I can. All right. Fun. Why am I not moving? Oh, arrow. Because <laughs> yeah, you're on the wrong... All right. Okay. Um, do you want to stop to, like, look around, or do you want to double move as well? I definitely want to look around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, oh, no, the dungeon wants to laugh. Very careful. Again, uh, either knowledge nature, perception, survival, or uh, knowledge religion, if you're looking for something spooky. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Ooh. I'll look for something spooky. Spooky, scary, scary. Oh, well, everything is spooky and scary, and so... 
All right. Three skeletons. At the end of the round. <laughs> before we get to the start of round two. The haunt triggers. Knew it. We were ready for combat. I just knew it. Oh, yes. Before. And so you should all see that there is now a green aura emanating from near the center of the crater. That is green. Holy crap. I was pulling way too far out. In that area, the plants are reaching up almost as if there are claws just trying to grab at whoever is standing in that area. Um, oh, no. Which, at the moment, that means, Illyris, you are caught within the area. Um, Illyris, I need you to give me a reflex save. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, man. Probably shouldn't have gotten too close. Let's see. What is that? What was that again? Oh. Probably just some shrubbery. Um, so the short answer, the, the short answer to what that is, is that is a token I put on the map so that I could create the aura. Um, there isn't actually anything specific there. It's just I needed something to center the aura on. Okay. So reflex. Reflex. Okay. You should be good at that. I should be. Wow. Yay! Crit. Well, that's, a, that's a natural twenty for a twenty-seven on the reflex save. Um, so even though the plants are gripping up you and trying to grab you, none of them are able to get purchase on you and you will be able to move as normal. Although this area is now considered difficult terrain. You will, however, have to make another saving throw if you remain within this area. Now we're at the beginning of round two and it is Professor Laura Moore's turn. And the professor is going to go... Professor Noah? And he looks at it and says, hmm, well... That, that certainly doesn't look very inviting. Perhaps one of you could do something about it. What the? Well, if something in here, I might as well. You're asking for a kick in the professor pants. <laughs> uh, Alyris, you are up. What would you like to do? I don't know. Something. Wrong. Maybe I could do something about it? I mean, if can get any closer, I am right out of Getting the stuff from that crater and then we can leave. Um, you will never have, you will never have the as good a roll as a twenty-seven again, Ron. If if you don't have an idea, I will allow either a knowledge nature or knowledge religion roll to have an idea of what you might be able to do. I have neither of those, so yeah. Okay, well then you have no training. So what do you think you want to do? Run. Getting out of the area is an option. I but so is going further. We're in the area, though. Death. Death is in the area. Get out. It's really tempting, though. Get out. We can plead and then go back in. But I'm already here. And I could die. We don't have to move. We might only have to move 20 minutes to get out of the aura. You could go to the crater and try to collect the ectoplasm if you wanted. I want to do that. Okay. But probably a rogue. We don't have the ectoplasm containers, though. That's true. The professor does. So don't we you can't put them after something. I don't know. No. Just have him throw it at you. You could ask him to toss you, toss it to you. Only hey, a rogue. Uh, professor Lorimer, can you throw the things at me? Uh, of course, and he will toss it to you, and you can easily catch it. Oh, All right. I'm gonna want to go do that thing, though. 
Okay. It's difficult terrain. So, all right. I mean, so, yes, this is difficult terrain, which means every square counts as two squares of movement. You can move three squares per move. If you double move, I believe that it should let you get almost right to the edge of the crater. Can possibly. I double move then? Yeah. Uh, so, one, two, three, four, five. One more, right? Yep. Six. All right. So you're almost close enough to uh, scoop up some of the bubbling ectoplasm that is within this crater. There's red, slimy, shifting ectoplasmic bubbles which churns inside this crater. Around the ectoplasm, you see a mass of twisted hands and angry faces formed in the dirt. Oh, um, man. Yikes. And since you stayed within the aura, I am going to need another reflex save. Another reflex save. Only a rogue would run headfirst toward the smoking crater. It's for the good of the party. Surrounded by murderous plants full of bubbling ghost juice. They're dark plants, and it's just bubbling ghost juice. Okay, bubbling ghost juice is possibly my favorite phrase in a long, long time. (laughs) All right, with an 18 on your reflex save, uh, still none of the plants are able to grab you. You are able to continue to move relatively freely. Um, <laughs> some serious luck of the dice. Also on a rogue, that might help. It's not a super high DC. That takes us to Talia. Talia, what would you like to do? By the way, Talia, you are, well, flying, so the difficult terrain does not apply to you. I know this. Um, also, you can give me, again, knowledge nature or knowledge religion. Gee, what do you think I'm gonna do? I don't know. Go home and uh, have a nice cup of tea. I wish. A knowledge sixteen on your or a sixteen on your knowledge religion roll is enough that you would realize that haunts can be disrupted by positive energy. Vibrations. What was that? What do I have to do to do that? Like disrupt it? Do I have to like channel in it? You could channel with it with it being within your uh, radius, or you could even try to. Touch something and uh, use your cure light wound spell. Either one. Oh, uh, channeling seems more effective because I'm not good at attacking. <laughs> I would say because you are immune to the difficult terrain, get as far into the aura as you can before you channel. Alright, so I get eight squares. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Hi, so Julia. you're about halfway into the aura, not all the way up to where. Uh, Alyris is standing, but well within the range of the twisting, grasping, thorny plants. So you fly there, and what do you do? Channel. Okay, so a burst of positive energy erupts out from Talia's body, and the plants seem to recoil away from her, shrinking back. It looks like that wasn't quite enough to uh, disrupt the haunt effect, but it definitely had an effect on it. Uh, I will have my horseshoe as well, because, you know, I could do that while moving. Uh-huh. I'm going to drop the horseshoe in it, just because... You're going to drop the horseshoe? Yes! Because... Uh, actually, actually, Talia, you <laughs> can draw a weapon as part of a move action if you have a base attack bonus of at least plus one. I think I do. You do not. Oh, no, I don't. All right. Not at first level. You do not. All right, then. Uh, I'll start uh, saying really positive comments to the plant. 
You little green today. Why are you looking green today? This is making me laugh more than bubbling ghost juice. <laughs> I've never seen a plant as beautiful as you. <laughs> Alright. It's not even stuck in the shore yet, because I can only move four squares in normal terrain. I can't do anything, and I have no ranged attacks. She honestly sounds like she's a drunken idiot confessing her love to a plant. Wait, hang on. Where's. Hang on, I need to load up D20 PFSRD, because I think. I, I think I can use the shifter powers. To fl I might be able to fly. I'm not sure if that's on my major. If that, like I might need a. That is not gonna be yet. You will eventually be able to uh, use the major aspect of the owl to fly, but at the moment, I believe all you can get from the owl is aspect that there. The minor form gives you a bonus on stealth checks. It's not until you get the major form that you can actually. Dang fly. Yeah, fly. It'll come, but it's not there yet. You're still a you're still a baby shifter. I'm gonna make these plants fall in love with me. I'm a fae. Oh my god! Yes, you should totally try to seduce the plants. No, you cannot roll diplomacy on the plants. Eklin, if you'd like to give me a knowledge nature check before you take your turn, um, you may be able to determine something. Good luck, egg. Stop calling me egg. Sorry, egghead. One thing that you would be fairly certain of is you i mean these are plants they're probably vulnerable to fire as well as positive energy i don't have any fire attacks either i have no good i have claws and a quarter staff what am i gonna do beat the crap out of it just run into the plant swinging a stick and circle screaming wouldn't set one fire set every plant on fire yeah we don't want a forest fire I'm yeah. gonna start by moving to the edge of the aura, okay. and um, because that's as much as my normal movement will allow. Okay. And because I speak Terran and Druidic, I want to know whether one of those works. So I basically yell, "Can you hear me?" in both Terran and Druidic, because I'm assuming it doesn't understand call. Okay. You will not get a response from either of them at the moment. All right, then I want to try to, um, can I do a run, can I, like, take a run thing as well? Because I see a path around the plants. You could take Down a here. second movement action, but... Down here. Yeah, you could take a second movement action, but running is a full round action, so you couldn't move and then take a run. But you could take okay. a second move. So I think the farthest I can move is here, but I'm going to try to sort of get into this thicket area. Okay. That takes us to Azatha, who is still well away from the plants. Sadly, because if I got to the heart of it, I could cast Positive Fire, which would really help. Cast what? Heavenly Fire. Oh. Yeah. What's the range on that? Really help. What did you say? What is the range on Heavenly Fire? Let's see. 30 feet. Well, if you moved 30 up to the edge, you could then cast the spell, because you can move and then act. Would that reach the, cer the like, the crater in the middle, though? Yeah, because th there's 30... Well, I guess that's not from the crater. Let me target the crater. Either way, that's about 30 feet. This square. Oh, I'm still... Um, 
Would I be able to go to the edge of the green circle right now and then cast it? You know, I'm going to say that, that you can, you know, it's it's fudging the map a little. But yeah, you can get to the edge of the map and cast it. Oh, nice. Okay. I will do that then. Okay. And like here. Okay. Would that be good? All right. Sure. Um, and yeah, I'll cast Heavenly Fire. All right. So that does four points of damage targeting any foe. Against evil creatures, it does damage. Against good creatures, it can actually heal them, which is super cool, because that's healing for a sorcerer. That never happens. Um, <laughs> and you rolled four points on the damage, which is... All right, so you uh, target your spell at the center of the crater, um, and a ray of heavenly fire flies out of Azatha's fingers, and with that, the plants all return to a dormant state as they cool. all... Stop moving and stop grasping at people's feet and whatnot. <laughs> Can I um, move back out of the thickets now? Hold on. No, we are still in combat. Because oh, no. at the end of the round, oh. something else is going to happen. Of course. That's not good. I'm sorry. Small, what is that? Hold on. Wait, wait, I'll, I'll describe it. Let me add them to our initiative tracker. Wait, you have to be nice. What? No, they're your friends. They want to be friends. That's also never good. I can't see the picture of what looks so Mykonid that wants to chew off my head. Never so. mind. What about Mykonid? Like Mykonids. They're like mushroom people. So the ectoplasm that had been bubbling in the crater splits off into blobs, which form into these hu floating humanoid shapes. Professor! <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's um, Why am I so far out? Why can't I move any closer? I'm making an old head! I just made a 20 feet! It's okay, Rocky, Egg, whatever you are. You know, the, the, good, the good news, Eklund, is you are a monk, so over time you will become faster. I'm a but, shifter, though. Oh, that's right. You will still become faster. Can, can we just, like, replay the So, backing up, we are in the beginning of round three. And uh, Professor Lorimore looks at the floating humanoid and says, Oh, well, I wasn't quite expecting that. Why don't you go hit it? No! I'll hit you first! Professor? Uh, so, that's the professor's turn. Actually, he will move. The professor will move, although Illyris has his collector, so he doesn't really need to get any closer to the uh, ectoplasm. Screw you, you useless piece of crap. Yes, exactly. Thank you for summoning no. all of my thoughts. The professor will uh, reach into his pack and pull out a, a crossbow. Oh my god, what? Thank you for not being a useless piece of crap. Do you think he wasn't going to bring something? If he rolls something low, can we still call him a useless piece of crap? You certainly may. He is going to fire at the ectoplasmic humanoid who is directly to the south of Talia. Will he not hit Azatha and Talia? Please don't hit me. I'm right in front of you. <laughs> Please don't hit me. I'm flying. You will make me fall. All right. Unfortunately, he does not have precise shot, so he will have a minus four to this shot. Watch, he's gonna, like, crit. And he rolled a 13, which is not a crit. 
it might have been enough to hit the ectoplasmic human, but because the ectoplasmic human has uh, cover, because he's trying not to hit Azatha or Talia, he, his crossbow bolt will just miss the, the, the floating humanoid. So you're still in All right, that takes us to the first of my ectoplasmic critters. Oh, crap. All right. What's his name? That's like the wrong one. That is not the one who's moving. It's actually the one on the other side of the crater who is going to float. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, they can move right there. And he reaches towards Illyris with a goopy, dripping with ectoplasmic hand. Don't get hit. Whoa, dude, six feet away. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, he doesn't have to worry about COVID because he's already dead. He but is a. Uh, I'm gonna get his dead stuffness all over me. He's gonna try. Yeah. He is also going to get a plus one because he is standing about four feet in the air, so he has the high ground. That's not standing. That's flying. Uh, yeah. Floating. It's floating. So add one to this attack roll, and he will reach out to slam at you. Please roll one. Will a seven? Don't slap me. That's rude. Will a seventeen hit Alyrus's armor class? What? What the? What the frick is horrifying? Is? Well, I'm assuming it has something. Where were we? What do I have to do again? Check my armor class. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's twelve. So yeah, I guess it will hit. You have an armor class of twelve. Ouch. Do you not have armor? I don't know. That's what it says. We may need to uh, equip you with some armor before the next session. Um, yes. However, unfortunately, that means you are going to get hit for seven points of damage. And Dude. as the ectoplasmic goo drips onto you, I need a will save. Oh, no. Okay. Can I collect the ectoplasmic goo that is dripping on me? <laughs> Let's see how this will save goes, and then maybe. Um. I mean, it's... Okay, will roll... I mean, it's dedication. Uh, did I accidentally roll twice? You did. Uh, so you had an eight on that first one. So as the ooze drips over you, you are shaken. Just as it's... You're horrified by just this goo. Oh, dude, that's gross. Um, so you will have a minus two to all of your die rolls. Oh, man. Can I collect the ectoplasmic goo, though? Well, first take the damage. Oh, so no. it is now your turn. Yes, you could try to collect the ooze that is on you. Um, Let me get out of there. It might be tainted, though. Do it might be. You could, also just, you could just try to move away from the thing and grab it out of the crater. Or you could attack yeah, the thing and collect the ooze after. I'll attack the thing first and then collect the ooze after. Okay. But would that be on a separate turn? Well, I mean, yes, you'd have to collect the ooze as, on a separate turn. But. I might want to get that out of the way first of all, though, because after we do that, we can leave. That's true. Get out of you, here. Can, you should probably move away first, though. No, I mean, I'm close to the crater. So can I move slightly closer to it to grab some samples of untainted ooze? Sure. Why don't perhaps you pointed to see if that's any difference. Why don't you give me an acrobatics check to see if you can do that without being... You can definitely move, but give me an acrobatics check to see if you can grab the ooze without the creature trying to attack you while you're distracted. All right. Acrobatics? Acrobatics. You're good at that, right? Yes. She should be very good at it. 
Oh, that's not a great roll. That's a not 12. A great roll. That was a two. That was a two. You so, roll a two. You will be able to... Uh, to, to, to move where you were moving to and gather up some of the ooze, but the creature is going to take another swipe at you as you do. Oh, fine. Uh, you also forgot to take... We, we weren't taking away the minus two because of your shaken, so that's actually a 10 on the acrobatics check, so... Right. Not great. So it, it will attempt to slam you once more, and... I'm hoping it's a low roll. That is a five. So that will miss. Oh, goody. Uh, Talia, you are up. Um, uh, all right. Um, I don't like this. No? Why not? Oh, these are ghosts, I think. Possibly. You could give me a knowledge religion check to see what you know about them. They're freaking ghosts. 19. Okay. okay. So they're not ghosts, exactly. They are ectoplasmic humans. They are made of ectoplasm, which means that they're somewhat uncorporeal. They are... A, they live a hateful existence filled with nothing but a lust for destruction and suffering. Yes. Those who come back as ectoplasmic humanoids are bitter, angry people. With a 19 on your roll, uh, you are able to get two useful pieces of information about the ectoplasmic human. How do I murder it? Well, it is an undead, which means it is vulnerable to positive energy like all undead are. The only other weakness it has is, well, they're, actually, they don't have any other weaknesses other than those common to undead. Which are positive energy? Yeah. And immunity to poison. Immunity to poison, disease, other things that, you know, only affect the living. Uh, and, immune uh, to mental effects as well. Can, and for the other one, can I get its attacks? Special attacks? Yeah. Uh, its special attacks are it can make a slam attack with its horrifying ooze. And that is? Yeah, you make a will save or you are shaken. Alright, so I have no idea what that would translate to in game terms. Uh, it creeps you out. Ah, don't get touched. But wh what happens if I hit him upside the head with my staff? Will that. You're not touching him now, are you? Well, my staff wouldn't count, but my claws probably would. Sucks, because my staff, my claws, I think they do more damage. You wouldn't have to worry about the ooze affecting you when you attack. It's only when they attack you. Okay. I fly there. Uh-huh. Have my holy symbol of death in the glow. Uh-huh. And shout at them, you all look beautiful today while channeling positive energy. <laughs> all right. Roll it. Wow, six positive energy. So the one who is currently threatening Illyris will attempt his will save. He rolls a natural 20, so he uh, get, he will only take half damage from the positive energy. But it still does, it still, it still hurts it. The one to your south will attempt hit its will save. It rolled a four, so it will take all of it. The positive energy just rips through it. It's still there, but it is a shredded, barely hanging on mockery of a human shape. And I moved 40 feet, so is there a possibility I could have also been up, like diagonally going up while doing that? You could have gone up as much as five feet in the air. If you'd gone any higher, you wouldn't be able to actually still catch them in your burst. All right, well, as high as I can. So okay. that means I have to take a minute to fly up. Okay. Um, Give me a better chance of not dying. Okay. I mean, they're air walking, so. And I will keep, I know, I know they can probably fly too. And I will just keep shouting compliments at them. Okay. Well, that worked. the one to your south who you, your, uh, your, your positive energy nearly shredded. 
is going to float up towards you. He is not going to get the benefit of high ground because you are also flying, which is super annoying. First level characters should not be allowed to fly. And it will attempt to slam you with its horrifying ooze. Uh, that is a twenty natural 20 to hit, but a 6 on the confirmation, so it will not confirm. Uh, but you will take 4 points of damage as the fist hits you, covering you in ichor and goo, and I will need a will save from you as well. You know, he only did half... Uh, rolling a 1, he still only did half my HP. Well, you're a squishy little uh, oracle. Squishy little fae. That too. Please don't fail me. Alright, with a 21 on your will save, you are able to... You are not shaken. Frankly, you've seen worse ghosts than this. No! No, I haven't. I haven't, I, I haven't seen any ghosts. Eklund, you're up. I'm gonna do a run move, and I figured out I could get to here. It's the closest I can get to the party. Okay. So I'm just... I'm just dashing through the woods, like... <laughs> Guys, wait up! <laughs> but now I can't. Now I can't do anything else. So I'm just kind of stopping there, pretty winded. <laughs> All right. I'm Zatha, mad. I'm missing this whole fight. This is so <laughs> What's Zatha doing, Red? Um, my, if I cast a magic missile, it'll hit the one closest to um, Elris, right? You can Elyris. choose. You can choose which one you want it to target. Alyrus, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit the one with my magic missile closest to Alyrus. Okay. Beautiful thing about magic missile is that there's no to hit roll. It just flies out and hits for five points of force damage. Red, why don't you describe to me how your magic missile destroys this thing? It flies directly um, to this gooey beast and stabs it through where its heart would be. And it kind of like... It kind of, like, splatters all over with goo, and then there's just kind of this goo left. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yes, one of the ectoplasmic humans has been dispatched by Azatha's magic missile. We are at the top of round four. Professor Lorimore will act. Professor, do I need to kill you after this? Exactly. <laughs> we do not kill people. Well, I just want to be here. All right, so no, prof- no, nobody wants to be here, but the sooner we get this over with, it'll be easier. So the professor moves there, and as he moves there, he is going to pull out a potion, which he will then toss over to Elyris and oh. say, uh, My dear, you look a little harmed. You might want to drink this. Oh, okay. I don't trust it. He dragged us out on this suicide mission anyway. I trust him. <laughs> Illyris, you are up. Should I drink the potion? I mean, that's up Probably. to you. You have a potion in your hand? I suppose I'll do that then. All right. So you drink the potion without stopping to see what it is, and you will heal 11 points of damage. Yay! Which, you know, can't take you higher than your your original of... 10, but can fill you back up. Fun. Okay, you can still take a move action if you wish. I want to go and attack the other one. Well, you can't attack because you used your standard action to drink the potion, but you could still move to at least get you into position to attack the creature. I'll do that then. Okay. It's um, in the air. That is true. But it might come back down. I have collected the goo, right? You have collected the goo. Okay, nice. Uh, Talia. There is a floating humanoid, or barely there, part of a floating humanoid in the air near you. Uh, what would you like to do? I would like it to go the heck away. 
Well, yes, but how would you like to make that happen? Did anyone ever mention that if I could see your eyes, your goo probably brings out your eyes? I'm gonna try to... <laughs> uh, five-foot float again. Five-foot float? Okay. Yeah. And then what? Uh, it's been working so far. We'll do one more channel. One more channel? Okay. Yep. I wish it could heal me. Well, it could, but not if you're going to use it to harm the undead. That's a great roll. Complimenting thing. You are. I just want to kill it. It will uh, attempt its will save, and you will utterly dissipate what is left of that ectoplasmic human. I did nothing. I'm so mad at myself. It's okay, Egg. Sometimes it'd be like that. And kind of go, never, ever, ever. Again, Eklund takes out some of his anger and not being able to do the um to do the fight by rough by roughly bonking into the professor and claiming it's an accident. I I, I, I did say that it, it this could be dangerous. I did ask you to come and protect me. I, I don't know why you're don't know why you're quite so angry. I owe you nothing. In fact, you owe me your life. Well, look, okay. He's not dead, and none of us are dead, so I'm gonna call this a win. Besides, we got the weird ghost juice. You did, in fact, get the uh, weird ghost juice. The professor yeah. is going to, uh, you know, look at the lightning strike. Um, in addition to the uh, ectoplasm that Illyris was able to collect, he will produce a second vial to also gather it. And he uh, looks at all of you and says, Thank you so much. This this was certainly much, much more accomplished with all of you here than it would have been if I'd tried to do this alone. I will no doubt have additional tasks for you uh, shortly as we continue to investigate this mystery. But for now, I believe we have all earned a uh, night back at a nice, comfortable inn, and all of the food and drinks are on me. All right. Yeah, Eklund just laughs and mutters something about soft humans. You know, uh, I don't know about my comrades, but I'm willing to help any time, dude. I want to help as long as it doesn't ghosts. Well, unfortunately, we may have more to investigate this phenomena before we are finished. I will fly and sit on top of Egghead's head. <laughs> we can get out of here before more lightning happens. Yes, that seems like a wonderful idea. All right, and we are going to go ahead and wrap up this episode here. We will see you all next week. Until the next time, keep an eye open for mimics, never feed a goblin, and something, something dragons. Uh, <laughs> Pathfinder Quest's Phantom Phenomenon is copyright 2015 by Paizo Inc., Pathfinder Quest, Pathfinder Society are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are the property of Paizo and are used with permission.